0: Listening to CJLO 1690 AM in Montreal, my name is Dominic Demeester, flying solo for the next two weeks, folks, as William Power is on vacation. A lot happening in the NFL, training camp has started, crazy things have already transpired, let's get started. This week we're going to start off with the AFC, why not the AFC East? with the Buffalo Bills. Yes, the Buffalo Bills, with head coach Sean McDermott, are trying to put the pieces together, another competitive team to challenge this year for the Super Bowl. They are favored to win the Super Bowl this year, which is kind of mind-boggling, considering all the Buffalo Bills teams we've seen in the past. But looks like with Josh Allen, this team is a full go. For training camp right now, what we're seeing is James Cook really coming out of his own, particularly in the receiving area. In other words, as a halfback lining up as a receiver here and there, James Cook could be a dynamite gem late in fantasy. Keep an eye on James Cook. Other than that, Gabriel Davis is basically picking up where he left off from that beautiful performance of three touchdowns in last year's playoffs. He could be a dynamite pick for all you fantasy players out there looking for a really good sleeper pick at wide receiver. That's pretty much it on the Buffalo front so far. Josh Allen, it's all on him. We all know what kind of quarterback he is. And will he be able to deliver the goods this year? I predicted earlier in the offseason that the Buffalo Bills should be taking a step back this year. I do believe Brian Dable was a big factor in this offense. And I think that moving forward, they're going to have to bring out something new in this Buffalo Bills team, probably through the running game. And I just can't put my finger on who will be the starting running back again this year. And that was pretty much, in my personal opinion last year's problem with the buffalo bills not having a running back identity and really always focusing on josh allen being the key cog whether it be in the passing game or in the running game i do believe somebody has to step up right now that guy could be james cook moving on to another team in the afc let's talk about those new york jets yes the jets a franchise just dying for some success. Unfortunately for them, they couldn't have got the worst news possible in losing our good old friend, McKeel Becton, for the season most likely with a knee injury. So, yes, a knee injury is one of the worst injuries you can have in football, particularly for an offensive lineman. Well, now we got to start thinking about it, folks. Is McKeel Becton a bust This guy was a huge draft pick for the New York Jets a couple of years back. And I really thought myself personally that this guy was the real deal. I never saw such a huge lineman at the college level being able to bulldozer whoever was in front of him. And now, unfortunately, whether it's his size, maybe he's just too big of a guy and he's injury prone. He just hasn't been able to put it together for those New York Jets. And a guy like Brees Hall right now must be really really disappointed a guy that a lot of people have pegged as a breakout running back this year rookie from iowa state unfortunately for him he might have to wait a year to really blossom they had picked up michael carter two years ago hoping that he was going to be able to deliver the goods unfortunately for him that wasn't the case last year for him moving forward Looks like this team's gonna have to be a passing team, and this scares the daylights out of me because I do believe Choir Boy Zach Wilson just cannot deliver the goods. I I'm honestly perplexed as to why they drafted a guy in, with his stature. Joe Flacco is in the wings. Look for Joe Flacco to take over this team probably mid-season. I know that's a stretch to say old man Flacco coming in, but I do believe that he still has a Super Bowl pedigree in him that could potentially, at best, bring this team close to 500. But with Zach Wilson at the helm, I don't see this Jets team competing whatsoever. And I see this Jets franchise really looking at themselves in the mirror in the offseason, thinking to themselves that they had drafted Garrett Wilson as being this phenomenal wide receiver Granted, he hasn't played a down in the NFL, and he could prove me wrong, but not with Zach Wilson as the quarterback. Yes, they have Shoss Gardner, but he's a DB. You can only do so many interceptions. And how many of those is he actually going to take it to the house? Maybe one, maybe two, but that's about it. The New York Jets right now with the loss of Mikhail Becton will be dead last in this division. It is that much of a blow to this franchise. I don't see them recovering whatsoever moving on to the Miami Dolphins the Dolphins are right now celebrating their pickup of Tyreek Hill and is he delivering the goods right now in training camp taking the top off defenses just like we predicted this is a huge ad for this franchise and I do believe this might be the key to unlock all this offensive potential in Miami yes the dolphins have not been relevant since the good old Dan Marino days but i think that this year yes this year is the dolphins year yes i've solidified this prediction early in the off season i do believe that the dolphins will win this division this year and right now in training camp this team looks dangerous the only question mark that i still have is again at the running back position but it seems that raheem moster is the guy delivering the goods early in training camp and will be pegged as the number one running back for this team. So all you fans out there listening for golden information, if you're a fan of the dolphins, take Raheem Moster as your starting running back for this season. He's kind of like, you know, a coin toss. He's an older running back been around in the league for a while. He really showcased to me a lot of potential with the San Francisco 49ers, but his problem was to be healthy he was never able to stay healthy but for the Miami Dolphins if he goes down they have solidified themselves with a lot of running back depth adding Chase Edmonds from Arizona and Sonny Michelle from New England and we can't forget also Miles Gaskin has already been in this franchise for a couple of years now he's pretty much being bumped down the depth chart which is kind of like you know you know a bit confusing because He was very productive when Fitzpatrick was up there in Miami, but we haven't really heard of his name in quite a while. That being said, that's my question, Mark. The Miami Dolphins, basically, are they able to put it together at the running back position and tab some guy, their head running back? They seem to have done it with Raheem Moster. If he goes down, I would predict Chase Edmonds as being the guy to pick up the load. One guy that I really want to see succeed this year is Mike Gaziski. I think you're going to have double coverage on either Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddell throughout the entire season, which leaves Gaziski a massive target, specifically in the red zone, to be the guy to gobble up all those touchdowns. Keep an eye on Mike Gaziski this year. Let's finish off with those New England Patriots. Yes. The Patriots, headed by Bill Belichick. Head coach Bill Belichick always finds a way to put a competitive team on the field. He did it miraculously last year with rookie quarterback Mac Jones. And I've been really harsh on Mac Jones and this New England Patriots team because I predict that this is a fungazi that will unravel this year before our very eyes. And early on in training camp, we are seeing a bit of the inconsistency with Mac Jones. And this guy somehow put it together in a weird offense last year. But this year, expect the Patriots to take a huge step back. They brought in an old veteran receiver in Devontae Parker. Like seriously, Devontae Parker, that was the best wide receiver you could have brought in. Granted, some people might be Devontae Parker fans out there because he's 6'3". 29 years old. He might have a few years left in the tank, but I don't buy it. There was a lot better receivers. Julio Jones was out there. Odell Beckham was out there. Granted, maybe you don't want to have the kind of Odell Beckham head case in the locker room, but you know, a lot better than Devonta Parker, in my opinion. And if he's your number one wide receiver coming in, you got problems, Patriot fans. Massive problems. Bill Belichick can only cover this offense For so long, it will unravel under Mac Jones. The only way, and it's possible, the only way this team survives is if it goes through Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson all year long. But the way that this offense is built, last year we saw they start to do a lot of spread offense and we were all confused like, okay, looks like the go-to guys. They had signed Nelson Aguilar, which... I was a huge fan, but boy, did this guy ever end up being a bust? Never was able to put it together. Yes, he had a couple games here and there that he highlights or that he you know, kind of like shines, but he hasn't been able to put it together in my personal opinion. And that is why the New England Patriots, without really good receivers in the receiving league, that you're going to get any production out of this Patriots team this year. They proved me wrong last year. I'm doubling down. I'm thinking the Patriots are going to tank this year. They won't be able to find the consistency that they were able to produce last year. And Bill Belichick with Matt Patricia now as the offensive coordinator. Yes, Matt Patricia is back. Used to be with those Detroit Lions. Now he's back with Bill Belichick. Probably because Bill Belichick can only work with X amount of people He had Josh McDaniels in his pocket for a long time. Now he's gone to Denver. Bringing back Matt Patricia might help for a little bit, but no, I do believe that the Patriots are in for a rude awakening. So if I were to break it down right now, I would say in the AFC East, we are going to see the following the Miami Dolphins winning the division. I don't see anybody coming out of that division other than the Miami Dolphins that's a shocker to say considering the Buffalo Bills are slated to win the Super Bowl but you know why folks you gotta call some upset and this is my biggest upset of the year is that the Buffalo Bills will struggle to make the playoffs and I'm going to predict as we sit here today that they will not unless there's things that transpire injuries happen galore in that division I'm going to predict the Miami Dolphins to take this division, to take it convincingly and to ride Tua, yes Tua, to the playoffs. He is an accurate quarterback. He has the weapon. He can win this division and as a matter of fact, he will win this division and I'll break it down like this. Miami number one, Buffalo number two, New England number three and the Jets number four. We are covering the AFC this week. Let's continue On to the AFC North with the Baltimore Ravens. Yes, under head coach John Harbaugh, the Ravens have been a consistent competitive team throughout the NFL for more than a decade, if not even two decades at this point. John Harbaugh is the epitome of an unbelievable head coach that you want to have on your football team and it's the reason why this baltimore ravens team is competitive year in and year out this training camp so far what we've seen a little bit of an injury with tyler lindenbaum and i i say a little because i believe he'll be ready to play week one But when your center's out, again, we've talked about the importance of the offensive line on this show all the time, and uh, this is not any different. Losing your center is gonna be a a bit of a bump for that kind of like rapport to develop with Lamar Jackson. But Lindenbaum is one of those prospects that comes around once in a decade, and the Ravens were lucky enough to land him as their starting center. The biggest bright spot that I see out of this offense is Rashad Bateman. Yes, Rashad Bateman coming out of the blue for those Ravens and really starting to play some high end football, really young wide receiver, 22 years old. We tend to not really concentrate at all on those Ravens wide receivers because this is Lamar Jackson's team. And we know that Lamar is a running first quarterback and a passer after i hate to say that but that's just the reality when it comes to lamar he's just that talented with his legs but wow is rashad bateman catching everything off the play action anything thrown his way he is a gem currently in that offense which should help mark andrews the beast of all tight ends in my opinion This guy's your number one tight end in the NFL. And that's huge to say with Travis Kelsey there. But I just think Travis Kelsey having Pat Mahomes as his quarterback, that's a huge step up in terms of passing ability. Mark Andrews always consistently has to go through double coverage and find a way to leap into the end zone for those touchdowns. He's a beast. He's your playmaker in this offense, and he will be that much more deadly with Rashad Bateman being a lot more effective in this offense. But we all know it's all about the running game in Baltimore. And what's the story on J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards? Well, J.K. Dobbins was just activated, so we should see him starting to perform a bit in training camp. I have a feeling they're going to be taking it very easy on J.K. Dobbins because last year, boy, losing those two running backs, two knee injuries, Dobbins and Edwards, that was a big blow to that Ravens offense. And Lamar, unfortunately, could not recover, hence why the Baltimore Ravens did not make the playoffs. That being said, I see this Ravens team this year competing like madmen and Yes, I'm calling it right now. The Baltimore Ravens will win this division. This is my team to go very far in the AFC. We'll have to see where they actually get slotted in those playoffs. If they can get the bye, boy, this is going to be a dangerous team to beat. I have Super Bowl aspirations for this team. And one of the biggest reasons is that The way this defense has been formed, I think it's going to provide massive opportunities for Lamar Jackson to get the football. And the more times that Lamar Jackson gets the football, he is bound to make a few touchdowns with his legs and might as well count one at least in the air. So you're going to have to beat Baltimore by at least 22 points because I have a feeling they're going to be scoring 21 points a game minimum. So who do you have to compete against? Well, they picked up these beautiful players that I think are going to be a dynamite addition to this defense right off the bat. And that is Kyle Hamilton, free safety out of Notre Dame and David Ajabo, who is coming from Michigan. And in my opinion, is going to be a better player than Hutchinson, who was drafted number two for those Detroit Lions. Yes, David Ajabo got no love in the draft. Hutchinson got all the attention. But Ajabo is the guy who, in my opinion, after watching that game tape up in Michigan, I believe that this guy was the reason why that Michigan defense was so highly competitive. And you add these two massive gems to this offense that already has uh, Calais Campbell, who is just, a monster to deal with on a daily basis. I mean, a guy at six, eight, 300 pounds playing defensive tackle—you rarely see that in the NFL. And he happens to be a Baltimore Raven. The guy that's going to pick up all the slack in the secondary will be Marcus Peters. For whatever reason, Marcus Peters got no love in the NFL, but he seems to find—he seems to have found a home with those Ravens. And all that being said, this defense will be the juggernaut defense in the AFC to propel this team into the playoffs and win the division. Moving on to the Cincinnati Bengals, a team that I did not expect last year, just came firing from week one because the addition of Jamar Chase was a phenomenal pickup last year. However, they are facing adversity right off the bat with Joe Burrow being banged up in training camp. He doesn't need any passes with Jamar Chase to practice because that combination has been flawless last year. It was also flawless in college football, leading them to a national championship. I'm not too worried. However, I am worried with, with the amount of competitiveness in this division. I don't think there's a lot of wiggle room to lose that many games when you're going to have the Ravens. You're going to be facing them twice a year and the the Cleveland Browns being there and the Steelers being there. This is a hard-nosed division that is competitive. And if Juro Burrow isn't healthy and Brandon Allen has to play more than four games this season, the Cincinnati Bengals might be on the outs of the playoffs. Yes, from Super Bowl... To not make in the playoffs, that'd be a bold prediction. I still think they sneak in the playoffs, but I'm not convinced with Juro Burrow being able to stay healthy. This guy has shown to be an injury-prone quarterback. He already had a huge knee injury. They tried to add a few offensive linemen with Alex Kappa and Lyle Collins, but Lyle Collins is still struggling getting onto the field for the Cincinnati Bengals because he had a lot of big injuries with those Dallas Cowboys. So if he goes down and Alex Kappa is just kind of like a, a running right guard. like So in other words, he's really good with the run. And in terms of pass protection, I'm not as convinced. And I would just mention a few names out there that are going to be coming after Burrow, like madman from week one all the way up to the playoffs. Can the Cincinnati Bengals stay healthy? They're a bubble team. I'm having problems putting them in the playoffs but they probably will be in. But keep an eye on Joe Burrow's health and whether or not he is able to stay healthy to lead this team into the playoffs. I'm not sure that defense doesn't scare me. If I'm a Bengals fan, I'm like, oh, I got to score at least 28 points a game to stay competitive. I'm not buying it. Cincinnati, watch out. If Joe Burrow isn't there, you're in huge trouble. I mean, that might be a very obvious statement to say. But the fact of the matter is, Joe Burrow has been shown to be injury prone. And until I see a full season of Joe Burrow, I have my red flags under the Cincinnati Bengals. And I also think that this team, as I predicted early in the offseason, they are under the most pressure in the NFL, considering they made it to the Super Bowl. They should have probably even won the Super Bowl had it not been for that atrocious last drive that they put together, uh, or should I say that they completely failed in delivering for those Bengals fans. But we'll have to wait and see, as we say here on the NFL Power Hour. Moving on to the Cleveland Browns. Yes, the Browns. What is going on with the situation with Deshaun Watson? Deshaun, listen, you got six games. I thought that that was about what you were going to receive. The NFL has appealed and wants to see you banned for a year. I don't have all the information. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a judge. All I know is, is that six games, to me, you know, having read a bit what I read regarding the case, this seems to be a reasonable suspension. Granted, the NFL is trying to make an example out of Deshaun Watson to set the tone in terms of player. Development in terms of player attitude, in terms of player responsibility. Deshaun Watson is by no means a role model in the NFL as we speak. He has a massive heel to climb, and the NFL wants to make sure that the fans know that this behavior was unacceptable and a year suspension is what the NFL is aiming for. I will have to reluctantly Pull myself out of this conversation and focus more on the Cleveland Browns, beautiful players that they've added to this football team and whether or not this team can be competitive with or without Deshaun Watson. I'm gonna say right now, I've been a fan of Jacoby Brissett throughout his career. I thought his home was in Indianapolis. He should have stayed there. He was a great backup quarterback. Then again, some Colts fan had had enough of Jacoby Brissett and then wanted to see him you know, out of town. He's, he now. he's obviously in Cleveland. What can he do? I'm going to say he's going to keep this team competitive because this team is a run first team under Nick Chubb. This guy's a beast and they have Kareem Hunt right now on their roster, but Kareem Hunt has asked for a trade. That's a huge blow to this offense. I know they have Dearness Johnson and I just don't know whether or not he can feel Kareem Hunt's shoes. I said it on this show before Kareem Hunt is a number one running back on any football team currently in the NFL and he will get traded probably mid-season before the trade deadline if he's not happy and he's not getting his quote unquote share of the carries in Cleveland. This is a running back by committee offense, so Nick Chubb as much as I like you, the way that Kareem Hunt can catch the ball in the backfield it's just beautiful to see. You have to have him playing a couple downs here and there considering that you know you guys have them on your team might as well use them i'm a big proponent of having a one running back on your team but in this case cleveland it's a different story altogether on the offensive front i really like david bell i think david bell is going to be a name that you're going to have to remember leading into the season this guy is a beautiful ride receiver that's a great route runner from purdue I thought it was going to take him a couple of years, maybe three years to develop, but he is flashing his skill right away in that offense. And considering that we have Amari Cooper, which is a coin toss of a receiver. You never know what you're going to get with Amari Cooper. Having consistent route running abilities with David Bell will help this offense early on in training camp. We have seen Donovan people, Jones and Deshaun Watson really have chemistry. So, this is the tandem that if you're playing fantasy football, draft Donovan People Jones as your number one wide right receiver in this offense, because Deshaun right now he is eyeing him in training camp often. Beautiful ride right receiver, can do it all. I kind of like him more as a red red zone receiver, maybe as a play action receiver, but sometimes those guys can put up big numbers. Keep an eye on Dovin people's Jones. He can be a darling for fantasy football this year on the defensive front in Cleveland. I really like this defense. I've talked them up many times on this show. I really do believe this secondary with Denzel Ward, grand Dulpit, greedy Williams and Greg Newsom is really a really good secondary. And if we could just get some pressure onto the quarterback consistently, which will require miles Garrett, you know, some freedom here and there. If they get big play out of JOK and Clowney to ease up the triple coverage that Miles Garrett gets in certain situations, then I think that this defense will be eating up a lot of offenses in the AFC North. Keep an eye on this defense. If they start playing well, who knows? The sky's the limit with Cleveland. I still don't think they make the playoffs because Deshaun's Washington's suspension will end up costing this team a lot of victories. And Jacoby Brissett, as much as I might like him, he will be at best a 500 quarterback. We'll have to wait to see with those Cleveland Browns. Moving on to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, my Steelers. Obviously, I've been a fan for the Steelers for over 30 years. Finding out that they drafted a guy like Kenny Pickett, I was just so happy. But I wanted to see him be the number two quarterback on this roster. And so far, Kenny Pickett is really not doing that well. But, you know, you got to give the guy a break. Any rookie quarterback coming into a league, I never want to see him play at all during the first year. So if he's the number three quarterback, you know, I'd like him to be number two, but he's number three. Hey, hats off to Mason Rudolph. He's been in this franchise Uh, For over, what, four years, basically, right now, he's been a very competitive quarterback trying to, you know, pushing Ben Roethlisberger. But when you have Roethlisberger as a Hall of Famer, it was really hard to get him off the field. And Mason Rudolph, he had just kind of like the stigma as being kind of like the guy that got his head dented by Miles Garrett. So he lost a bit of confidence. And when you don't have confidence as a quarterback, you're basically good as nothing. You're good as, you're you're as good as a water bottle. Sorry to say Mason Rudolph, but it's the truth. Hence why they picked up Mitch Trubinsky, but Mitch Trubinsky, ah, mixed reviews in training camp. I've never been a Mitch Trubinsky fan. So I'm not going to go here and just because I'm a Steelers fan and talk the Mitch Trubinsky train and say that this guy is going to lead this team to the playoffs because he won't. Mitch Trubinsky is at best, a 500 quarterback and I expect the Steelers to lean a lot on that defense, maybe win a couple games here and there, but I'd rather them tank, get themselves a good draft pick for next year and we'll see uh, if they can deliver in years to come. One guy I want to mention is George Pickens. He is going to be really good as a ride receiver for those Steelers. I really don't understand why they extended Deontay Johnson. He got an extra two years, which whatever, that that offense was not doing anything in training camp, and they realized that not having Deontay was a huge problem. They signed him, boom, two years. Let's see what they can do. But We all know this is going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers defense, led by T.J. Watt, that will lead this football team this season. I expect this team to be, at best, a 500-football team. Let's see what they can produce. On to the AFC West. The Denver Broncos. Boy, did I ever talk some smack last week about our friend Russell Wilson being the guy that's going to choke year one. Clearly, I'm not deviating at all from that prediction. I don't believe in the Denver Broncos. I think that the Broncos are kind of like this team put together by Nathaniel Hackett and company, and they're kind of hoping for the best. But Cortland Sunnett, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, These guys, they don't scare me. And the running back position, Javante Williams, they had a lot of high hopes for this guy. Maybe he comes out and balls out and becomes a huge part of this offense, but I don't see it. It's all on Russell Wilson's shoulders. The pressure is on. Russell has to deliver. He will not. There's not enough talent in that offense. And on the defensive front, I don't think that a guy like Pat Sertain, who I believe is their best player, in that defense, can do it all himself. Expect not good things in Denver. There was one comment that I read the other day that Russell Wilson will take advantage of the high altitude and maybe be able to throw the ball a lot better as a quarterback. I'm not buying it. We're gonna have to see Cortland Sutton become a superstar overnight and like have like 15 touchdowns and about a thousand four hundred yards. I'm not seeing it happen. I see him being an injury-prone ride receiver. So stay away from those Broncos. I'll say it again. This team will be dead last in this division. I'm sticking with it. Moving on to Kansas City. Kansas City, wow. This team is a shocker this year. I say it's a shocker because they keep on signing these veterans on defense. They just signed... Danny Shelton to help that defensive front. I think that this defense is going to surprise a lot of people. Frank Clark, Nick Bolton. To me, that's enough pressure to get to the quarterback consistently. And they drafted a gem in George Karla I think this defense, believe it or not, will help this offense be on the field because the offense will struggle early on without Tyreek Hill. I think that that's just a huge blow to take away from your offense. Replacing him with a guy like Vendel Scantling, Juju, which I'm a fan of, but you never know what to expect with Juju. I and mean, he might not be happy up in that offense. And yes, Travis Kelsey is a fantastic tight end, but it's, it's really Tyreek Hill that might have been the key in that offense. What I'm trying to say is that. This team's going to need to run, run the football a lot because Pat Mahomes is going to face a lot of pressure. And I just don't know as good of a quarterback that he is, is if he's going to be able to find all his grooves to just be a pass first kind of guy. He's going to have to lean on that running game. And I just don't know who in the running back front is going to be the guy to lead this running back stable. Maybe it's going to be Isaiah Pecko. Who is Isaiah Pecko? A young rookie running back that's been really doing a phenomenal job up in Kansas City. This guy from Rutgers, five foot 216 pounds. If you're looking to just pick up a guy in a deep, deep, deep draft, pick up Isaiah Pecko. He's gonna have to compete against Clyde Edward helaire but he can get hit with a finger and he could be out for the season. That's how small that guy is. And Jarek McKinnon which, you know, as much as I like McKinnon back in the days in, in Minnesota, he just can't stay on the football team. If Isaiah Pecco gets a chance to lead this offense, yes, Isaiah Pecco, keep an eye on him. He could be a stud in fantasy this year. Let's move on to the Chargers who, wow, this Chargers team. I mean, last year, they should have made the playoffs. We all know the Steelers squeaked in by the, the back door and the Chargers were left. Scratching your heads. How come we're not in the playoffs? That will not be the case this year. I think the breakout performer that we're going to see probably win offensive MVP is going to be Justin Herbert. This guy's special. We've been waiting for another great quarterback to enter the league. The guy that has arrived is Justin Herbert. With Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Joshua Palmer, and Jalen Guyton, he will throw almost every down. And if he's not throwing to the right receivers, he can find Austin Eckler in the flat. Keep an eye on those Chargers. It's a coin toss for me on whether the Kansas City Chiefs or the Chargers win the division, but I'm really high on the Chargers and uh, whoever stays the healthiest will win that division. Last but not least, let's talk about those Las Vegas Raiders led by Josh McDaniels. Wow. Best off-season pickup by far, was Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, just a beautiful player. He will receive the majority of the targets in this offense, which is going to be very hard for Darren Waller to swallow because he was the guy leading this offense in years past. I'm just not sure whether or not this is going to affect Darren Waller positively or negatively, but I know he's going to get a lot less targets that he did. So, If you're drafting Darren Waller and expecting, you know, 80 receptions, I'm going to have to say, that unfortunately, no, he's going to get maybe 50 reception, seven touchdowns, maybe 600 yards. He will not get the stats that uh, he had in years past, seeing as Devontae Adams is now the big cog in that offense. Josh McDaniels has always been a, a running mindset offensive coordinator. I would assume that Josh Jacobs Brandon Bolden, Zamir White are going to be shuffled in this offense at various points in time. I would like to lean on Josh Jacobs, but the fact that they didn't renew his contract is a big red flag, meaning that he is being phased out. They drafted Zamir White. I think that Zamir White by the end of the season probably will be leading this running back by committee. He is six foot, 215 pounds. I expect big things out of Zamir White in this offense. He's already played one preseason game and he got, give or take, 50 yards on what? Let's just say eight to 10 carries. Good things out of Zamir White, right off the bat. Keep an eye on him. And on on the defensive front, we have Chandler Jones coming into this franchise. Chandler Jones with Max Crosby could cause nightmares for any quarterback in that division. That's why I think the Kansas City Chiefs are looking at this defense and saying to themselves, let's start showing up our running game because we're not going to be able to pass every down with a guy like Chandler Jones and Max Crosby coming at you on every single play. That's it for the AFC West. If I'm to predict the last two divisions, I'm going to predict the Kansas City Chiefs, the Chargers, the Raiders, and the Broncos finishing in that order. And I'm going to predict the Ravens, the Bengals, the Browns, and the Steelers to finish in that order. Multiple teams can make it, and I'm leaning right now on those Ravens. All right, folks, off to the AFC South, the Houston Texans. Yes, head coach Lovey Smith putting together what I would describe a pack of outcasts in Houston, Houston getting no love whatsoever. They might as well pack it in already, is what a lot of fans are thinking. Let's start off with QB Davis Mills. Davis Mills, project player, entering his second year, six foot four, 225 pounds, pocket quarterback. Listen, I love my pocket quarterbacks. I know that this day and age, we're all looking for the hybrid, the guy that can run, but really, Why not stick with what's worked for such a long time? Can he put it together this year? Does he have the weapons? They had a guy last year, Nico Collins. I just love this guy's dimensions. Six foot four, 215 pounds. I have this guy pegged as the breakout star of the AFC South. Nico Collins will take the NFL by storm alongside Brendan Cooks, who has been in Houston for a couple of years now. You know, we'll see what he can do this year. He will probably get most of the attention, leaving Nico Collins the ability to do some damage. I think that Davis Mills, from what I've read, has a really strong rapport with Nico Collins. And if, if that could, you know, kind of like blossom into something great, who knows what could happen with the Houston Texans. This team is an enigma. It's the hardest team to evaluate. We have Marlon Mack right now as your leading running back in Houston. I'm sure a lot of people don't see Marlon Mack as a threat coming from Indianapolis. They have old man Rex Burkhead. Granted, this guy seems to catch everything out of the flat. And a young rookie running back, Damian Pierce, who could potentially become a star that no one sees coming. But realistically, yes, Houston, I think, will win a lot of games this year. Will they make the playoffs? Probably not. I think they're still a couple years away. I mean, when Pharaoh Brown is your tight end, I've never even heard of the guy. Their backup is Brevin Jordan. They have no tight end whatsoever, which is such a key position. Granted, these guys could be blocking tight ends, and uh, those are technically very valuable To find and if they could open up the running lanes for Marlon Mack or maybe a young guy like Damian Pierce, things can happen. We have left tackle Laramie Tunsil. What a weird career he's had so far in the NFL. Is he kind of like bringing it together in Houston now? All the pieces that he has as a left tackle to protect. I think so. I think that uh, he was a very high draft pick and he ended up in Houston in a big trade uh, from Miami. We'll see what Houston can do, but I do have uh, a lot of respect for old school coaches, and Lovey Smith, this guy, has the experience. Listen, there's so many books that have been written in the entire history of the NFL, so many formations. It's all about putting it together and trying to make it work. Can Houston put it together this year? Well, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Their defense doesn't scare me whatsoever. So they're going to have to do something pretty darn amazing on offense, which let's just say it will work sometimes in other games that he won't. I can't wait to see Derek Stingley Jr. I think he could be the next Daryl Revis, but I believe in the guy. I think that Houston hit it out of the park by drafting this DB and he probably will win rookie of the year. I'm calling it right now. And the only other weapon I see on defense is Christian Kersky, middle linebacker. You know, he's been bouncing around from franchise to franchise, but he seems to have found a home in Houston. He's getting all the reps as the middle linebacker. He is the leader of this defense. Can he put it together? We'll have to wait and see for those Houston Texans. Off to the Indianapolis Colts. Oh boy, did we ever get some scary news out of Indianapolis? Yes, Darius Leonard seems to be really hurt, and he's going to be missing a few weeks of the season. And it's undetermined how many weeks he will be missing. If they miss a guy like that, to me, this team, I'm telling you, is done. The Indianapolis Colts, I see. Them thriving through their defense first and foremost. And it starts with Darius Leonard. This guy to me is the best defensive player in football. And if he's not on the football team every week that he does not play, I'm gonna say is a loss for the Indianapolis Colts. And in this division, there's no wriggle room because those Tennessee Titans are really strong. So what can Indianapolis do? Well, they brought in Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan old veteran quarterback to lead the way in with this weird ride receiving core that just can't seem to stay healthy Paris Campbell. I'm eyeing you. You better stay on the field this year. Every God darn year. I hear Paris Campbell, this Paris Campbell, that, and after two, three weeks, he's on the bench injured and probably missing half the season. If he stays healthy, big things could happen for Indianapolis, potentially on the offensive front. But without him, I just see like teams double teaming Michael Pittman Jr. And he'll have a lot of problem getting off on a weekly basis. The wild card here is Alec Pierce, rookie wide receiver from Cincinnati. Six foot three, 211 pounds. Sleeper pick for all you fantasy fans out there. Alec Pierce, if you're a Matt Ryan fan, he's going to have to find somebody Big to help out Michael Pittman Jr., especially if Paris Campbell is on the bench. I had this team at one point winning the division in the offseason. I thought that these pieces were really good. This team's also a run-first team led by Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor really destroyed the NFL last year, showing exactly what he's made of. Huge running back for those Colts behind that Amazing offensive line with Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly, Danny Pinter, and Matt Pryor. These guys are the real deal. Jonathan Taylor, there's a reason why those stats are what they are, is that he is running behind a huge tank in that offensive line. Let's see what they could do. I still have my my red flags without Darius Leonard. I'm thinking that this team is not making the playoffs. That's how big it is. Keep an eye on Darius Leonard's health. If he's going to play, you know, the, the majority of the games this season, yes, there's a chance. But if he's out for a long period of time, big red flag in Indianapolis. Moving on to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jug Peterson putting together a team of misfits from the entire NFL. Went on a shopping spree brought the weirdest players on this offense, Christian Kirk and Zay Jones, to me, what are you doing? How can these players be these valuable weapons when they've been just thrown out by other NFL franchises? I'm not buying it. When Marvin Jones Jr. is your number one wide receiver, you have big problems. I do like the fact they brought in Brendan Scherf from Washington as a right guard. I think the running game will benefit tremendously from that. James Robinson was injured last year, as was Travis Etienne. These two players need to be MVP players for the entire season. And honestly, they might have to play the entire season and not even miss one game, which is very hard as a running back in the NFL. Trevor Lawrence, he's lost all his confidence I think that after the atrocious year that they had last year, with that dumb head coach, which we won't even bother mentioning his name because he is just a has been. He should have never even stepped foot on the NFL field, but he's gone. They brought in Doug Peterson. Let's see what Doug Peterson can do. I also like Evan Ingram, tight end uh, from the Giants. So there are a few pieces. But the misfits that I'm talking about are Zay Jones and Christian Kirk. When you're heavily leaning on old man Marvin Jones to lead the way, I am really worried if I was a Jacksonville Jaguars fan. That being said, where is the bright spot? The bright spot is Trayvon Walker, number one pick overall in this draft. Trayvon Walker, huge expectations. I think that he will probably be a good player, but not a great, great player. He should have never gone number one overall. I think he'll fit in this defensive scheme because they do have a hell of a player in Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen from Kentucky, six foot five, 262 pounds. This guy can get to the quarterback. He had a down year last year, but I'm telling you, Josh Allen is the leader of this defense, Trayvon Walker, just needs to follow Josh's lead and see where this defense can take Jacksonville because it's going to have to be through the defense. They picked up a wild card pick here, Devin Lloyd, who fell in the draft from Utah, inside linebacker. I like this guy. This defense could be real. It might provide Trevor Lawrence a lot of opportunities. And if there's another wild card, is Travis Etienne Jr. Let's see what Travis Etienne can do. I mean, he was playing with Trevor Lawrence in Clemson together. They know how to put it together, and they are going to have to do it again for those Jacksonville Jaguars. But I'm not buying it. I'm going to say that the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to finish dead last in the division. I don't see Trevor Lawrence progressing at the speed that Jacksonville probably wants, especially when you have Christian Kirk and company as your main cogs at wide receiver. Prove me wrong. I'd love to see it happen. Doug Peterson, you got a lucky Super Bowl. I won't even get in that conversation, but you're going to have to prove it again here in Jacksonville. And last but not least, the team that I love, led by Mike Rabel, is the Tennessee Titans. I have been an advocator for Derrick Henry since he was drafted alongside Ezekiel Elliott. This guy is literally a Hall of Famer. I'm saying it already. His guy is going to be in the Hall of Fame. I would just love to see him win a Super Bowl. Boy, have we missed a running back just taking over the entire NFL and leading his team to the promised land. We're overdue. Derrick Henry, you got to do it. You got to stay healthy. I think you can. Now on offense, we just talked about difficulties at the wide receiver position with Jacksonville. Well, Tennessee, they're going to have it hard as well. They lost A.J. Brown to the Eagles in a big trade. I trust Mike Vrabel. He brought in old veteran Robert Woods from the Rams, who he had obviously a huge injury and wasn't able to play in that Super Bowl run. But I know what Robert Woods can do, and this guy is an all-around rider receiver. You can also line him up in the backfield to run the football. This guy is a hell of a talented player. And if Traylon Burks, who a lot of people believe, will be able to replace A.J. Brown, I personally am not sold on Trelon Burks. He can maybe be a decent number two receiver, but I think that this team is going to be Robert Woods's team and Ryan Tannehill is going to have to find that connection. If there's one wild card in this offense, washed up Austin Hooper coming from Cleveland, basically sitting on the bench wondering why did I even sign this big contract with the Cleveland Browns? If I was going to be just put on the shelf to kind of like say the hell with you, Austin Hooper, we don't need you. I honestly think that this guy has game. He just needs to find the right offense to deliver and i think mike Vrabel can rejuvenate austin hooper's abilities that we saw in atlanta i believe that it will happen i believe in the titans as we speak today it was a coin toss between the colts and the titans now with the news coming out about darius leonard i'm picking the titans the titans will win the division led by derrick henry mike Vrabel. In about a decade from now, we're going to be talking about him as being one of the best coaches in the NFL. He already has proven himself going to a lot really deep in the playoffs to some AFC championship games. He just hasn't been able to get to the Super Bowl, but his pedigree with the Patriots, he's obviously a true proven winner. I expect that to translate into victories for those Titans. Chalk it, Tennessee wins the division. I would love to say the Houston Texans are going to get a wild card spot, but that'd be really, really, really risky. I'm going to say the Colts find a way somehow to just gut through the NFL season. And probably Leonard plays more games than not, and he squeaks in into a wild card spot. At least you'd like to see Matt Ryan get one more chance out of Super Bowl. He deserves it. He was robbed in that horrible Super Bowl against the Patriots, which was quote unquote, for a lot of people, the best game ever played. I'm going to say the biggest nightmare ever played in the Super Bowl was that game against those Patriots and those Falcons. So Matt Ryan, good luck to you, buddy. Make the playoffs and see how far you can go. That's it for this week, folks. Hope you enjoyed it. You're listening to CJLO, 1690 AM in Montreal. My name is Dominic Demeester. See you next week.